Hello and welcome to our fourth podcast all about our Substack story from both myself, Helen Redfern and me, Claire Holden. This is our fourth podcast and we're recording this on the 1st of May on the bank holiday. Um, We're a little bit late this month or last month. Um, It's quite confusing when we roll into the next month because I was thinking this was our fifth podcast because we're in the fifth month, but we're not fourth podcast which basically we're summarizing how we've got on on Substack for the month of April. How has your month gone Claire? Let's go straight into it. Ooh interesting. Um, (laughs) I don't know I'd say it's been another uh, up and down month, another month of learning a lot I think and that's the the point of seeing this as a journey and keeping coming back and talking to each other about it uh, once a month and I think I can even though there are things that are coming up it's sometimes it's like the same sort of thing other times it feels like looking into things a bit more deeply and understanding things a bit more so um, I haven't I've, I've this month has felt less consistent for me but when um we were talking last month that was something that was really on my mind and obviously uh, as you can probably hear I'm not ill this month which is nice <laughs> um so so yeah that at the end of last month that that really brought up a lot for me about what I you know I felt like I'd sort of planned myself and written myself into a bit of a corner with this pressure of how much I had to produce um, and I was really ill and I couldn't do that. And I was sort of really troubled by this idea of how consistent I needed to be. And so this month I've been exceedingly inconsistent for me. I've had a few weeks where I've not turned up um, rigidly on Fridays and Sundays with my posts. So I think that's probably been quite good for me, actually, just to just to feel my way through things a bit more and to move away from that sense of the shoulds I suppose I think um it's it's not been a straightforward everything's all come very easily and naturally and but I think I've learned a lot again this month just wish it was easier to learn these lessons but I think you've learned so much as well and you know going back to being in the confident creative club and the sort of things that I used to talk to everybody about and one of them is that you don't you learn a lot by the art of doing and you you cannot have foreseen how the pressure you put on yourself that the, the requirement for consistency yeah. all these different things that are now popping up for yourself you could not have foreseen that back when you were planning your substack at the end of last year you yeah. know yeah this is something that you learn by doing and I knew yeah. I was going to do this because um the book's right open in front of me, but in Show Your Work by Austin Cleon, um, and I'll talk more about how this was going to be the book of the month for April, but I didn't quite get round to it, so it's going to go into May. You know, that's something I'll come on to soon. But in it, what did he say that I just thought was very relevant? It was basically that you only find your writing voice by writing. Yeah. And, oh, that's it. It's on the page that I hadn't marked. You can't find your voice if you don't use it. And I think it's exactly the same 
thing with learning about how you work, how you write, how much you can write, how much you can take on. You don't know, you cannot predict how much you can do until you do it. And I think sometimes at the beginning of a project, we set ourselves these rules that I'm going to write three times a week. I'm going to write twice a week. Um, I'm going to write eight posts a, week, a month, whatever it is. But we set it, but without actually having done it. And we need to give ourselves that permission to revise our rules, if you like. Um, or yeah, what's yeah. the word that I'm looking for? Not rules, but our planning. Yeah, pl our plans, what we can do as we go on. It, our substack is basically... We're not just writing and discovering things with our words, but we're discovering things with the way we write, how we write, yes, how we yeah. do things. And I think it's really important. I mean, you have to remember, Claire, that I've been blogging since 2006. So I kind of know that when I set myself two posts a week, sometimes I'll hit that and sometimes I won't um, yeah, yeah. From, from past experience. And also with my YouTube videos as well. But this is a writing online is relatively new for you. And you're discovering so much about yourself and how much time you can give to it. It's yeah. not a bad thing. It's not you failing because you can't always keep up with two posts a week. It's and it's been really interesting because I hadn't really got a sense of what the deep dive posts would be like when I'd started. Yes. I kind of knew uh, what this week I got in my head, which mm. has grown and grown as it's gone along. But I still enjoy that um, and enjoy putting that together every week. The deep dive, I love what it's turned into mm. um, and just going off and pulling all these different things together. I mean, that was never a plan beforehand. It was just like, I'm going to write one newsletter about something and I'm going to write the what this week. Um, and I do absolutely love what it's turned into. But yes, uh, month on month, it's become a bigger and bigger thing to put together. And I'm so proud of the end result mm. that goes into it. But realistically, I can't um, do that once a week. No. Um, so that's been, uh, you know, I want to keep that, but I can't. That won't be a weekly thing going forward, I think. And that's, yeah, that's my learning of the yeah. month. Um, because yeah, and if you, if you hadn't started and, and done that routine at the beginning, you'd never have found that out. So now yeah. you're going to slightly change a little bit. Um and and your substack's just going to be all the better for it because you're learning yeah. as you're going. That's right. So when so I um with this kind of like right okay we're going to take it as it comes a bit more and and rethink this strict structure and um we went away and it was this you know I was ill and then it was the school Easter holidays and I was sort of like a bit looser about what my writing looked like in the holidays and that was interesting as well that's another point of learning for me was that because I not only had the strict in terms of the um, publishing schedule the timing but of the sort of content that was going out so it was always that similar sort of thing and to do something a little bit looser and a bit different that was like easier to get out in the Easter holidays when my daughter was at home I put a post together that was a bit of writing that I'd done 
before on Medium and pulled that in and wrote around it. It was called Travels with My Daughter. It was about the first time that we went away, just the two of us, which was like this time last year. It was the Easter holidays last year. And I really liked that. Uh, but it was really interesting because it wasn't anything in particular. It's sort of a bit of creative nonfiction. It's just about exploring writing and a moment mm. and describing a moment and capturing it in words and all that sort of thing but obviously that's very different from the very specific type of deep dive newsletter or anything like that and I emailed you didn't I I sent it across to you and I was like oh do you think I should post this oh I'm not sure and that's the first time I've done that mm. and I think this the minute I asked you and questioned it I was like oh well I've got to do it because this shows it's stretching me and it's it's a bit different and what was really interesting about that was that's the first time over that weekend I lost four followers in a row like I've never had that before but more people liked that post yeah. and they like well so it's just like really interesting that yes if you do step away then there'll be going to be people who go well that's not what we're supposed to say but then there's going to be a whole lot of other people going oh look at this this is something a bit different so, yeah, I think it has been really interesting and I've, I've given myself a lot of permission to, you know, just just offer different things. And I really loved what you said about that was that it's almost like it's showing people, I suppose, back to show your work again. It's like a bit of a behind the scenes thing. And that might work its way into my fiction at some point, that kind of thing. And so yeah. it's like a little archive I guess of your ideas and your disc and, and it's kind of nice to give uh, your readers and subscribers an insight into that of how you come to ideas and how you use words to bring feelings and moments um, yes yeah absolutely so, absolutely yeah. I have to say I loved that piece that you wrote thank you because it was a little more of an insight into you and your life um, and it gives you because of all, all you give all these book recommendations, TV, uh, films, et cetera, et cetera, and all the links between. But I love the fact that we're getting layers of you as well. Yes. Um, yeah. And and that, if you think about it, is another one of those things that links it all. Absolutely. Yeah. That's sort of the biggest connection, I think. Mm, absolutely. And who I am comes through all the things that I'm interested in. and. And being a mom is such a huge part of my world, like mother and writer are these mm. two twin pillars. And so, yes, the the interconnection, you know, that's yes. one of my favourite words. Yes. The interconnection of those two is what will inform all my writing. Yeah. And I think it's also important, the fact that you lost two or four followers after posting that may or may not, be relevant no, it might be yeah. to do with something else um completely but I think it's re a really important reminder that we write what we want to write 100% and not worry if we lose followers as long as we're being um writing from our heart and what we yeah. want losing four followers does not matter at all no this is very i was going to bring this up today actually because this ha has happened in the last month we had a school parents evening and um I, when i sat there and i do really uh, like and rate uh, my daughter's teacher but at one point he was talking about english and he was saying how what a really positive thing it is that my daughter's learning how to write 
for the reader, not for herself. And oh, it took everything for me to sit there and sort of go, <laughs> no, it should be the way. So when I get home, I say to her, yeah, just ignore that. Just, you know, you've got to, I, I see that you have to learn all the rules of writing mm. in different formats. So, you know, they're doing like writing a formal letter or whatever, but no, don't write for your audience and not for yourself. That's um. And off that, this just makes me think of something we were talking about before we started our podcast recording. We had a really good natter about <laughs> everything and anything. But one of the things we talked about was yesterday I watched all six episodes of Magpie Murders. And the author, who was the main character in that, wrote um, Cozy Crime. And he was miserable because he was writing for an audience. He'd yes, made lots yeah. of money. He'd bought himself this kind of stately home. And he had more money than he knew what to do with. But he was miserable. Yes. And I know this is quite a controversial subject because I was listening to Sasha Black and on her podcast that was out last week, I think it was. She kind of does a, a summary of her year because in the UK we have tax year goes from April to April. So she does her summary the end of the year then. And in the last year, she has, going off on a tangent now, so okay. she has changed the way she's written and she now writes for the market. And she does that by studying tropes, but she does write about her favourite tropes but she's writing for the market, what she knows will sell. But that's because her goal is to make a really good, decent living from her writing. Right. But I think she's been writing for a long time. And the only way she can do that is by writing for herself first and then yeah. figuring out what she wants to do as time goes on. So I think if, I mean, this. I'm not creating a rule here, but I think if you are a beginner, it's really important to to write, to discover how you write, like you're doing at the moment, how much you can take on, uh, yeah. what you want to write about, injecting some of your own creative nonfiction, um, and it just exploring it and just enjoying it rather than putting all that pressure on to write, yeah. to get followers, to to get seen because you know yeah you lost four but you've made up for it in in with other subscribers and with you know with um discovering stuff about yourself anyway so I it's it's a really really interesting topic I think yes. and one that I could talk about more at length but maybe that's something for another podcast or something that I could explore in an essay um but yeah really really interesting I think and I find it really interesting that it's happening with you in front of me and I'm loving seeing I know it's quite frustrating for you being in it but we have to remember you've only been doing this four months three yeah. three months three months <laughs> so yeah this no this is the um and again you know I was saying this at the end of when we did recorded last month the this is so valuable for me and and you know I I really hope that this is something that we can pass on to our listeners is yeah you it does feel painful sometimes in the it middle of it. It's disappointing. It's frustrating thing, you know, but that's when you see yourself right in the center of it. And this process of the, for the, you know, these monthly podcasts and we sit and the, when you zoom back out, mm. it's actually all really encouraging. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, 
yeah I've the writing this month I've really enjoyed and that's such a um you know that's what we're here for that's what I'm here for and that's what shows in your writing Mm. so you know it's not against the notion that you can turn it into something that will create an income if you write what you want and you make it enjoyable for yourself because actually that's what shows in your writing and makes it engaging to your readers as well so it is a yeah and Claire, you would you would not be human if you didn't lose a few followers and think, oh, why am I doing this? I'm just losing people. You know, it's normal, natural to feel like that, I think. Do you know, I re-listened to James Clear's Atomic Habits over the weekend, and there was a, a phrase that he had in here. It was like early and mid-journey when you starting to bring build these habits in, which obviously writing and publishing and substack is for me mm. um it was sort of like early in mid journey you're in what's called the valley of disappointment <laughs> I was like, oh okay yeah yeah um and, and you reach this this the plateau of latent potential because all of it it's he said that, that the outcome is a lagging measure of your habits yeah so where we are right now is not reflective of all the work that we've done so far and and that will come and that's what I just have to keep coming back to is you pull yourself out and look down at what I've achieved in three months on here and it's you know it's really really um positive and I'm really proud of the writing the numbers that I've got the subscribers the feedback all that sort of stuff is really really good and a really good place to be so I'm just going to kind of keep, you know, taking myself up out of the valley of disappointment and, um, and yeah, just look at it more. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and like you said earlier, I think that's why these podcasts or these chats that we're doing is so important. Well, for our own journeys and hopefully for the people listening as well to, to remind us, I, I almost see it like a reset and you think, yeah, maybe I've had some ups and downs during the last month and I'm going to take what I've learned and take that with me for the next month. Yes. I think it's fascinating. And, um, but yeah, sometimes it really stings. Sometimes it can be, Oh God, why am I doing this? You know, it's just, it just feels like a waste of time. You, you can't see you're making any progress, but when you have these monthly sessions, and yeah, you can see what progress absolutely has been made. I think it's um as well. I mean, I think I've uh, you know particularly I kind of put in a lot of financial pressure on myself for this yes. to um you know provide what we we need to find, and and so that I want to. That's my big thing is to try and you know extrapolate that in my head now I need to pull those two things apart and yeah and um and not do that because that's it it does take away and distract from everything that I am achieving as a writer Mm. so yeah I think that will make a a big difference and and just noticing that you know sitting down and and uh and talking about it and doing this with you makes me notice so come on then what about you tell me more about your month right well my month has been what's the word painful (laughs) um I I mean I've literally just taken some paracetamol 
Well, as Claire was talking, I thought I could last until um, we'd finished and I could take some more with my lunch, but no, it was getting too painful in my mouth. I've had massive issues with my TMG, TMG, TMJ joint. I'm not even going to say what the long word is, but it's basically the joint that opens and closes your jaw just by your, your ear on my left side and I've been having treatment for it but I think it's one of those cases that it's going to feel worse before it gets better as my face kind of realigns I don't know if that's the right right word I'm I'm you know I'm having something called myofacial or facial um treatment and oh my gosh it's been an absolute journey the lady that's been doing it to me is just absolutely lovely but it's brought out a lot of emotions I think I've had stored trauma in my face from hitting a deer um, in 2018 and I wrote about this on my last substack actually that was a beautiful post yeah thank you but yeah when when it happened, I, I was absolutely devastated. I was driving along in my little car on a country road near where we used to live. And I went round this corner, wasn't going particularly fast, but just hit a deer, muntjac jit deer, and killed it outright. And I was, you know, devastated and more traumatised by the fact I'd killed something, yeah. uh, an, an animal, than I was about my own condition. And I didn't think about my whiplash or anything like that and it wasn't until I don't know some months later that I started having problems with my with clenching and I I didn't put two and two together um until very recently (laughs) it's funny isn't it how these things happen but um when she was pressing aspects of my face um and it released it actually made me really really cry I mean like sobbing crying and um, and since then, for the past two weeks or whatever, I've been quite emotional for, for all sorts of reasons. But I think it's been triggered by that release from the yeah. face. Um, and it, obviously, it's had an impact on my writing. It's had an impact on how much work I can do. I think this is where we were talking last month when you were poorly and you and I was saying, yes, I'd like to have a couple of posts already done and ready so I can just send them out live for, for when I, I am struggling with my health or I've got family issues or whatever. But I've not got to that point yet where <laughs> I have them in the bank. Yeah, yeah. I hear so, you. Um, not only has it affected me in terms of how much I can put into my work on the positive side it has um, made me create something that I didn't think I was going to create this month which was the post that I did um, last week on Wednesday so there's good and there's bad with with being poorly or being in pain it can it has can have a detrimental impact on your writing but it can also um create new ideas or new thoughts that mm. I can write about in my essays so yeah um that has been my month um I did put out a masterclass in the month of April and in hindsight I'm thinking maybe I should have waited till I wasn't in so much pain I wasn't on so much many painkillers I don't think it 
I'm saying this out loud, um, but I don't think it was the best that I could have done. Who knows? I've done no marketing on it either um, because I just felt in my head I I wasn't, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Didn't feel cohesive. I didn't feel it all came together for me. I didn't feel I pulled out what my big message was that I wanted to, to do in that masterclass. So I would perhaps, hopefully, touch wood, because uh, I'm on less painkillers as time goes on, Yeah, that I will do another masterclass during the month of May, and maybe that will be a bit more co- cohesive, a bit more pulled together, um, and then the first masterclass will make more sense. Um, yeah, I don't you know. did it as a part one and part two, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, oh, part one of four, so maybe, right. yeah. I mean, there's nothing to stop you re-recording that. I could, I could do, I could delete it and and start it again. Um, it's just when you I can post thinking, it again without publishing it again, can't you as well? Yeah, uh, I mean, this is all sort of new information I'm thinking about. Yeah, when yeah. I was writing notes about how I thought the month had gone for me, and one of them is not completely comfortable with my masterclass, and I think. I think that was possibly, it, it just goes to show sometimes when you push yourself a little bit too much because you feel guilt, because you haven't done a masterclass in a while and one of your um, things for paid subscribers is that you do these regular masterclasses and I put it out and maybe I should have just waited. But we'll see I'll re-listen to it and see what I think and yeah, yeah with without as many painkillers going on in my body <laughs> but yeah that's now I think that's really interesting learning yeah. because that's I think that's the the point that I've got to is I'd rather not put something out yes it wasn't just what I thought yeah um but then really having said that um, there was a quote again coming back to Austin Cleon, <laughs> and there was a quote I from, just here, by the way, I can be- <laughs> <laughs> from the guy from New Order. Right, what did he say? He, oh. um, paraphrasing now, but he was basically wash- watching um, the Sex Pistols on stage, yeah, thinking how rubbish they were, but equally. He wanted to get up there on stage with yeah, them, and yeah. be rubbish with them, and I think sometimes when you're um, well, when you're being rubbish, but you're being rubbish publicly, it's not a failure. It's you're learning and you're figuring yeah. things out. And you know, obviously, what's his name? Bernard, someone. Someone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. They went on to be quite a successful band. They certainly did. You get better by being rubbish, basically. Yeah, but in context, your thing wasn't rubbish. It's just not as... It wasn't what I... I love that you could pull pull out what it was that you, you, you felt you'd missed. I think that's really valuable, actually, that you were like, it wasn't just like a, this isn't as polished and perfect as I want it to be you're not saying that no I'm not saying Saying, that because I think I spoke quite well yeah yeah no you're saying 
the message is important to me. I know mm. I've got something valuable to share here and I'm not sure I shared it as clearly as I could. Yes. And I yeah. think that's a huge difference. You're mm. not being, you know, tough on yourself for perfection. It's just about you, you know, you knowing the value of what's in that. And mm. I think that's really good. Yeah. And I think also I need to, I need to put myself more in the shoes of the person who it's aimed at. And I did to a certain extent, but I wasn't clear. And when you're coming to the marketing, when you've got to make sure your message is clear when you're doing a masterclass and it didn't feel clear to me. So it's not going to feel clear to the person watching. So yeah, that is, maybe I will take it off and, um, and redo it and just look at it all from the point of view of four masterclasses, how it's all going to be divided up, but think of it properly instead yeah. of just, oh, I've got to get one out. They've got to get the first one out. Let's just show, you know, record it and shove it up there. I wasn't in the right frame of mind when I recorded that. And I remember being in a lot of pain after then, I recorded it as well. And then you had big techie issues, which was the last thing you needed. And it's just like, oh. yeah. You just wanted it up there then. I love this that you bring into it now, this feeling of, of like looking at all as a big thing and what mm. you, you know, I think that's, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but like I say, if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't have learned this lesson. No, no absolutely. So um, I think we have to be, so I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I didn't, um, I didn't avoid doing it because I've learned something from it. And in the future, hopefully, I will take those learnings with me as I create future masterclasses. So it's all it's all valuable. It's all good. So I'll draw a line under that masterclass for the moment. Well, how else was my month? What else have I written down? So if I refer back to our last master, um, masterclass, <laughs> our last podcast, um. I said that I just wanted a straightforward month where I put into practice everything that I'd planned out. And obviously, as we know, not everything goes to plan. I was aiming for two posts a week. Didn't quite manage that, but I did do seven for the whole of April. So that's not bad, mm -hmm. um, including one masterclass, which, you know, up and down. There are certain things I haven't done to finish sort of top and tail the beginning and the end of April that I haven't done. I normally, well, I say normally, but this was my plan was to do a monthly roundup of how yes, it's yeah. gone. So I haven't done that yet for April, but I will do that over the next day or two. And I'll also do what's coming up in May as well. So, but I've written something that I didn't expect to write as well. So, yeah. and the thing that I haven't done is the book club, the nonfiction book club, um, show your work Austin Cleon because primarily I haven't written a post on it I haven't recorded a YouTube video on it primarily because I haven't finished rereading it yet and making my notes and the reason I haven't reread it was because it was too painful to blooming read um, because of headaches from the whole TMJ thing so yes maybe May will be a bit more to plan yeah or maybe yeah. I'll discover more about what I want to write about but you know 
this morning I was going through the beginning of show your work and I was starting to annotate it and everything and I actually pulled out my writing notebook um, and I wrote Monday 1st of May I'm annotating show your work by Austin Cleon and I feel myself becoming a little bit excited a little bit emotional as I read his words I've just made a connection with something I think about regularly and it's something to do with being a lighthouse um, and with what Austin had written, I, I feel like you, Claire, I'm making connections, but with what Austin had written, as well as what Kathy Rensenbrink had written in her book, Write It All Down, and it got me really interested in my work again. Brilliant. And, and, and I put, oh God, how I have missed this feeling of being oh. really, I know. And I, I feel, what with the burnout, and then that leading to, so I had the mental problems that led to the physical problems. Yeah. It's almost like I've been writing, but not really feeling it. Although I have felt it, but maybe in small snatches, but now I feel like I'm coming back and touch wood. I really, really hope I am because yeah. I've really missed I've missed my writing. I've missed being at my desk. I've even missed recording little things for YouTube or or, or yeah. TikTok or, you know, the vertical videos. I've just missed it. It's part of who I am, part of being me. And um, so I'm hoping that oh, all comes back. Fantastic. I mean, it, it does seem like a, a brilliant book. Um, and, you know, I've felt um really slowed down I, I, again back to me and the balance I don't think I quite finished on the the month but I after we got back from Edinburgh and, yeah. and Easter and all that I was like right get my daughter back to school and I I set myself this plan of how I was going to write every day and not only do the substack writing I've been doing but also add in work on my novel every day and marketing work every day and I was like right focus and I kind of burnt myself out in a week I did this intense week which was yeah. brilliant and again it just shows me like I you know this balance I need to find but I loved all the writing and mm. it was amazing to get back on with my novel and I uh, put out a, a really um a deep dive that I loved so much um, and that was a funny one as well, because I put that one out on the Friday. And again, that shows me about how I've got to move away from this hamster wheel cycle, because I kind of felt a bit of grief that it had gone out into the world and it was done. Like, I was so proud. That was the Ali Smith uh, yeah. frescoes in fiction piece. And I was honestly like so proud of it. I was a bit bereft once I'd let yeah, it go because yeah. I'd sat with it every day and shaped it into something really special and I did get some wonderful feedback on that from people both in terms of the sort of the quality of the writing but also because I had all these excited messages from people who were like oh my god I've got like 10 tabs open on my computer and I'm listening to this music and I'm reading this article and I've listened to the podcast and you know that's what I dream of when I'm pulling all this stuff together so honestly I was just like I don't want to sit down and start again as if that didn't matter do you know what I mean so that's something else um that I'm you know because where you've got the novel that I'm 
building and shaping and working on and it's with me all the time this idea that in one week I'm going to create something lovely and then let it go and then pretend that's done and on with the next but I was like I'm not ready to do that Mm. Um, so so yeah so this week I really felt like I suppose it's like a bit of a hangover really yeah I just wasn't ready to get creative again and start again I was sort of living with what was left over of that one um and I just I really just felt stuck after this week of churn and not churning in a bad way but just like producing so much stuff in one week that then the next week was just like <gasps> I'm stuck um and so yeah picking up the Austin Cleon book I knew that there was uh, this cycle back to something we were talking about um yeah picking up that book I was like oh oh yep there it is there it is um I the the, the creative energy it's all in there and I think that's my big thing this because this month has been so up and down and um full and back and all this sort of is that this it's so noisy everywhere and there's so many people telling you what to write and when to write and where to post it and how to share it and how to do and I just kind of want to do my own thing and I yeah. keep going, oh, just listen to this. And because I need to focus on marketing my stuff better as well. Well, I'll just focus on this. Oh, but that person said the opposite of that person. It's too much. Yeah. And that book got me back to, um, you know, what all of this is about for me is being creative. Yeah. And so it's just like, I need to find my own path through this. I just want to be Absolutely. creative. And I'm going to take that to marketing as well. I haven't got a a clue I've nearly excuse me I nearly swore there <laughs> I haven't got a clue how but that's just what's occurred to me what I want to do is I want to be more creative more me put more of the fun and the connections and the whatever else into the marketing of it as well um, brilliant brilliant yes that's what you know you take on so many different voices and opinions don't oh, you this this is the yeah, this has been a bugbear of mine pretty much throughout the internets. Um, <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, I, I've seen this. I mean, I said to you earlier, I've been on the internet, writing on the internet since 2006. And I think with the rise of social media, so I was, um, I was on the internet before Twitter or Facebook had even been sent live to the general public. So I think when that came along, Twitter in in particular, I always remember because on Twitter, I would follow a lot of agents, I would follow a lot of publishers, people in the book industry. And a lot of the time, I would see people and I'm thinking of one particular um, person now, she would say, but Twitter isn't a place for this, or you shouldn't be doing this on Twitter. And I remember as well, there was one time, I may have written about this before, that somebody said, oh, Twitter isn't a place for sharing images. You shouldn't be on here. Twitter is for words only. I mean, God, look at, I mean, for all its um, pluses and minuses, Twitter, you know, you can share really long videos on Twitter now that it's it's morphed into something completely different to what it was at the beginning but that's why I I went on to Instagram because I thought I want to share images and somebody's told me I can't do that on Twitter 
So I think this is something that happens when there's something new, which, you know, the internet is relatively new when we look at, you know, how long books have been written and the words, the you know, the spoken word, the written word, et cetera, et cetera. And people are trying to make sense of it all in their own heads or they're trying. So what they do, they create rules and they expect everybody else to, to follow those particular rules. And I think we're seeing the same. We've not even mentioned this yet, but with the introduction of Substack notes during the month of April, and it's a new thing. People don't want it to be like Twitter and yet they are trying to figure out how best to use it with their own Substacks. Um, should they be using it for, to increase their subscribers? Should they be using it to share their latest posts? How on earth do they use Substack Notes? What's the correct way to do it? And I think people are fight, saying, well, you shouldn't be sharing things like, um, I don't know, your latest post on Substack, uh, on, on Substack Notes. That's not the right thing to do. But who says it's not the right thing to do? Yeah. People are just figuring things out and, and using notes for their own creativity. And I think it's very easy to sort of scroll through, through and say, see, oh, X says I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, well, I won't do that then. And then you get sucked into all the noise and the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. And at the end of the day, you, I was going to say you should, but <laughs> need to follow your own creative path yeah. um, to figure yeah. out your own way of doing things and ignore the noise and what people are saying on Substack Notes. Use it to, to work for you. It's a resource that's there for you to use and you can do whatever you want with it. You don't even have to be on Substack Notes. If you don't feel that's a right fit for you, there is no law saying you have to be on Substack Notes. Personally, while we're on the subject of Substack Notes, I quite enjoy it on there. I've not been on it much in the last week because I of the aforementioned head issues, but I do find it quite an exciting place to be, and I... I relish it as a kind of water cooler place to to talk to other members of community, to share ideas, um, see what other people are up to, see other people that I'm not already following, but yes, might be yeah. interesting to me. I've already followed a number of people. I am thinking of ways that I could use it for my own purposes as a way of kind of tracking my own creativity of exploring different ways of doing things. Yeah. I think it could be a really exciting place for me personally, but that doesn't mean it has to be for other people. And I know when um, it first came out in the first week, people were kind of worrying about it. Is this somewhere I should be? Is this where I'm going to lose a lot of my time is it going to be another place where I simply scroll through? I personally quite like a scroll every now and again. I find, you know, even on Twitter, I like things that I want to come back to. I'll scroll through and I think, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll come back to that. 
liking something for me doesn't mean I particularly like it as a way of saving it right. um, um, and I come back to it because I don't want to lose it because you know it's very easy to to lose things but Substack Notes is in its infancy it's going to you know Substack themselves are, are learning how how people are going to use it um there's going to be um, Austin Cleon himself I because I didn't know that he was on Substack until yeah. this so I mean, that's been interesting seeing people's names pop up mm. but he himself uh referred to it as feature creep <laughs> Which future creep. So, yeah, you know, like the idea that that Substack is adding bits on, yes, thing after thing. So yeah, he was like talking about feature creep with notes as it's trying to um, spread its wings. I mean, I'm, you know, not a particularly cynical human being, so I do think that the they are just trying new things and they they i'd still believe it's all in the benefit of the writers you know obviously they they make money the more people subscribe to the writers here so um i i you know and they write on it as well the yeah. guys that set it up didn't they they turn well they've got to make it an attractive place for readers to come to yeah and i i think both me and you have found it quite difficult to encourage people over to substack because they don't know what substack is what it does um there's been a lot of kind of educating people about substack because we are there at the kind of infancy of this new way of doing things and they it's in their best interest to get more readers because the more readers yeah. that yeah. are on there the more people that will become paid subscribers and then the more money that they will make which i don't have an issue with you know we you have to you know we all want to make money to to live to to, to get the basics, to pay our mortgages, to pay our heating bills at yeah, the moment. Yeah, um, um, interest rates are going up, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I, I've got no issue with a company making money that you can be part of and, 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 and use it as part of your own business and as one of your income streams. Oh, okay. So not, yes, yeah, yeah. You're not just relying on Substack. You, you've got other income streams and that is something that I need to work on actually because I think I'm becoming very reliant on Substack at the moment and it's something to think about for the future because my YouTube I'm currently earning eight pounds a month on YouTube because <laughs> it's not, not really getting anywhere with that at the moment so yeah uh, anyway again it, it's it's, a, it's an interesting conversation but I think for the moment if you want to be on Substack Notes, be on it. If you don't, don't. Don't listen. If you do want to be on it, don't listen to what people are saying you should be doing on there. Find a way for it to work for your for your mm. own creativity. You know, it, it's a tool to be used. And I mean, we've we've talked about show your work all the way through this podcast, but it could be a way to share your more raw material to pique people's interest in your longer material on your actual substack itself you could start musing about things um and maybe create uh, can you do threads on substack i don't know but maybe you have a, a series of thoughts on your notes just from being inspired by listening to somebody else or reading somebody else's work and that might then 
become a fully formed essay. Um, and that's what I love about social media. And that's how I started creating essays was because I made these kind of observations on my Instagram and that yeah. became essays. And I'm very grateful for social media for that. I know we give it a hard time and it, but for my, in terms of my own creativity, it is what you make it. Yeah. Basically. No, that's yeah. very interesting. And I think that's, that's definitely what I want to be looking at going forward is this idea of marketing more creatively, pulling stuff out of what we're doing and how we're doing it. Well, I think we, marketing doesn't have to look like marketing. Um, it can just be yeah. you talking about what you're reading or you talking about what's that actress you like? Leslie Manville, is that a name? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so it could be, oh, I've watched Leslie Manville in Magpie Murders. These are a few others that she was in Sherwood. She was in that um, Mrs. Harris went to Paris or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. These are three. She was in Magpie Murders, Sherwood, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. And just do some notes on that. And then that might then become a fully formed Substack essay about the joy of Leslie Manville. So, you know, you just don't know. So oh, okay. going, ding, 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 because I've got a lot of other articles and things that can go into that. But yes, um, no, I it's a funny one because I do over on Instagram stories, I do post more sort of stuff like that. Mm. I don't know. I I my um my marketing. Uh, aim from last month was trying something different and trying to get an IG post together and that didn't really work and that just kind of became um, something else that I wrote and it didn't really you know either yeah. um, get much interaction or engagement on Instagram or move the needle in terms of people coming over here so I just kind of I don't know I just kind of want to get really really creative or do something really different than yeah but so that's what I mean what about like, yeah. marketing doesn't have to look like marketing so what you yeah. did with that post was probably a more traditional way traditional in as long as social media has been around of um, marketing your substack so you put this is what I've talked about on my substack blah 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 and did these different slidey things didn't you right. yes um, but maybe it doesn't look like that. Maybe yeah. marketing for you is simply you just thinking out loud about different books that you've enjoyed or different TV programs or, yeah. you know, and again, as an example, what we were talking about earlier, that actor that was in Magpie Murders. And I said, oh, where have <laughs> I seen him before? <laughs> and it turns out he's been in Lewis. He's been in... Um, uh, murders, death Midsummer in paradise, murders, death in paradise rosemary in time all my lovely cozy murderers but they're only in for one episode they're not recurring characters because they're you know uh, the because of the format it is and that, so you don't really you see them but you don't know who they are by name whereas you do because he was in truly madly deeply which yes. i've not seen yeah um so yeah I just I I just things like that and just a bit more throwaway maybe than um planned and something you can do in a few 
you know, 30 seconds rather than thinking hard about it and maybe getting to the point where you're overthinking it. And then when you put it out, because you put so much thought into it and it doesn't do very well, you're like, oh, but maybe it's something more throwaway that you can do in 30 seconds, but do on a daily basis. And that there's your consistency. So you're out there all the time, like the whole Instagram stories thing. I yeah. don't know. It's it's interesting and something they've given us some tools to do to do stuff with and um, we'll we'll see what we can do with it. Yeah. Um, so far, sort of, I've put, uh, <laughs> shared a picture of my blossom tree, which is very very beautiful, or it was. It's now on my lawn, and yeah, a postcard and a box of fudge so yeah just well, I love your notes because again it's having a peek into you it's like that piece you did about you going to Edinburgh and how that was your creative non-fiction but it gave an insight more into you yes rather than yeah. the books and, and like I said you're another part of the connections that you write about. So sharing that blossom tree, didn't you refer to it as your Bridgerton? It is my Bridgerton tree. tree. Oh, that was that was gorgeous. I love that. How you're bringing the literary world, the TV, the movie world into your own life. Yes, you see, I hadn't even made that connection, but that's just what happens. Yeah, mm. yeah. But every time you go out for your walk in the morning, and I'm sure you sort of refer to different literary things when you're out there. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you're bringing that into your own, own yeah. life and then sharing that. I think that's been the biggest, most exciting part of Substack for me is mm. that it genuinely feels like an outlet for what I want to write about like who I am is mm. coming through my writing this isn't like oh I'll just write about this because people might like that it's like this has given me the freedom to really mm. be me yeah I do think that comes across because that's you know there's some of my favorite comments actually and feedback is that people who like posts that aren't about books that they're interested in reading or whatever but my enthusiasm kind of Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, I don't think you're aware of how interesting you can be. I, I kind of am, but yeah. <laughs> but with your day-to-day -day life, right? Yeah. You have all yeah. these observations, and you know, you always know who a particular actor or actress is, and and whatever. Oh, yes. And when we're talking about films, and oh, you've got to watch Sherwood, and 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 I said, oh, it's got. Uh, I, I didn't even know her name at the time and you were like oh it's got Leslie Manville in but for me it was the the guy who played the um, master of the house in the original Les Mis stage Alan Alan Armstrong Armstrong yeah oh. because he was in New Tricks as well which I enjoyed yes, it was yeah. your murder mystery cozy crime sort of thing and um, so he was in I'm a big fan of Alan Armstrong and then he was in Sherwood as well and that that was what made me watch it but for you I think it was more Leslie Manville wasn't it and other yeah uh, um, but anyway I don't know why we're on that subject but yes <laughs> but yeah no that is that's the way 
that's the way my brains always work. That's the creative energy I get is the hopping from thing to thing and yes. making forming these connections. Yes. And it gives me such joy and excitement. Yeah. And you know, my poor family and friends have put up with years of this, although they've always got great long lists of things to watch mm. and things to read, thanks to me doing this. But this is just as somebody actually said to me at one point, it's like, God, imagine if you could make a career out of telling about you know you know this film and you know every Mm. time that this house has turned up in a period drama you can name all the other ones that it you know it has turned up in over the years and all that and so to me I you know you can tell I'm getting excited now I just love sharing all these connections because it's a bit magical about that and it's seeing um and and you know for me and um the, the last post the one that I've been talking about a lot that I really loved is is the art-based connections as well so it's taking it off in a different yes. creative yes. way um, and that's not at all my field of um, knowledge or or interest in the past but this is like just letting myself go in these places is so exciting yeah. it really is yeah so I have to yeah be grateful that Substack has let me do what I guess I've been holding in for a long time yeah um and that people are interested in reading it so long may that continue long may it so continue. let's find a lot more of them that are interested <laughs> as well. one thing we've done in previous podcasts I say previous we're obviously on our fourth now so we're, we're you know lots of previous ones there to listen to if you've not yeah. re- listened to any before but we have talked about our subscriber numbers um i know we felt that um we were getting too focused on them so we've been talking about substack notes and i think that has had for me um it's had a little bit of an impact on my um subscriber numbers so i started let me get my big book out i i spoke to my some, some <laughs> big book of subscribers my big book of no. I just tracked some of my stats and I didn't do it at all during April. So the last time I tracked was March the 6th in my little um, thingy. And I had 1,326 free subscribers on March the 6th. And now I've got 1,401. Wowzers. In just under two months. And I had a big increase. So I went on my last 30 days, which you can do on your, in your Substack tracker thing. And I went from 1349 to 1401 when, when Notes was launched. And I was a bit active in Notes in the first day that it was launched. So it did make a big impact for me. But I know for some people it hasn't. Um, and I know for some people the spike was even bigger. Um, I do think maybe the more you had to start with, the bigger your spike might have been. So obviously I've got over a a thousand subscribers already. So maybe that's had meant I've had more of an impact when, um, when notes began. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. If you, you haven't grown through notes, it's not, not a bad thing at all. It's just, that's what the impact it had on me and my paid subscribers. I do this in percentages rather than yeah actual numbers. So from March, that March date, I've had a 26% increase since March. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 
I was coming back from Edinburgh when Notes launched. Oh, that's right. So I wasn't on for the first couple of days. And so I totally missed that big spike, even turning up. So I have um, gained, I think my net gain, I'm trying to work out the numbers, it's probably about 26, 27 um, since we last recorded a podcast at the end of March. Yeah. Cool, Claire. So it's obviously it's slowing off massively as the months are going on, um, but it's still still growing. But it's still growing, and I think when you start a project, you're automatically you are going to have a big rush at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it'll go to a steady bit, and then maybe you'll have um, somebody might share your post, and you'll have an, a, a smaller increase or a bigger increase sorry one thing i do like is that substack have a weekly thing where they share people's posts um, being recommended and there was one about um i think it was beatrix potter's notebooks and i i still haven't read the post properly i've only had a quick skim through um but i love that and it introduced me to somebody yeah yeah already have known about and I don't think she had massive subscribers to start with it's a dream isn't it to be it is and when I first learned about Substack there was no discoverability um they didn't have or the the whole recommendations thing that they have now um it was basically you had to encourage people from your social media to find you on Substack a little bit like Patreon is, still is. So, you know, there's no discoverability on Patreon. And Substack was the same, but then they introduced this um, recommendation feature. Then they, they, I think they're working hard on getting people seen, basically. Yeah. yeah. And even if you're not sort of handpicked by the Substack team to appear on that particular post, there are still ways that you can be seen um, by people re um, restacking, I think yes. it's called yeah, yeah, your yeah. posts. There are ways to 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 get seen on Substack, even if you have very low subscribers, even if you have no social media presence. Do you know? You probably don't, but do you know where those twenty six people came from this month? Do you do you think they all came? from instagram or do you think well, they came from no no in, the, the ones coming across from instagram now it's really really slow right um, that's i mean that's predominantly where they were coming on to start with right it's been a huge shift for me so the first batch when i opened up on opened up shop on the first day um i think i had 40 in a day came across from there mm. 50 and then every time I shared on stories a link to the latest Substack. I get one or two, and then that's just dwindled. Um, so, so, it's so just the most of yours are coming from within the Substack yes, network itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's very exciting, and mm. that is obviously because you just kind of you know sometimes it's not when a post's been out either. It'd be you yes. know, for me. I've got that gap from Sunday right through to the next Friday. Um, and it's just like if somebody pops up on a Wednesday from Whitney, it's like, well, how have you found me? It's yeah. quite exciting, really. 
so so yeah so you know it is getting gradually slower but this is still a big wodge of people in a month um and excitingly i have had um more paid subscribers too so that is um yeah it's all really positive it is it, it <laughs> is really positive but i know your mindset is that you're right in it still and it's very difficult to zoom out and look at the big picture but like i said to you before you know seeing your progress has been really really well that's it i mean if you think about it, i'm just um just under 200 subscribers wow. now and that's in, in three, three months, months on zero um and you know <laughs> they're good subscribers because you think about you know you're over on instagram and you're like getting all these followers and it's all just weird weird bots it's very rare yeah. that you're actually getting a quality reader who wants to see what you have to say yeah. and, and hear so, you know this is people who find you who want to read your words so to find another bundle of people like that out of the blue is is wonderful long may yeah. that continue yeah and it's back to the james clear thing isn't it this is yeah. lagging measure so there is going to be this point this tipping point where it it grows yes Oops. Yes. Yeah. I think both you and I are looking for really sort of dramatic. I think we because we can be quite hard on ourselves and we're questioning whether we're any good at this and you know all the usual mindset stuff that goes on. We we're looking for a big dramatic evidence if you like that we are on the right track and so a really steep growth thing of I don't know over 100 subscribers would be a really nice evidence that we're doing something right but obviously it doesn't work like that no I think for me it's, it's more about the money than the writing and I don't mean that it is more about the money than the yeah. writing. I mean the pressure that I put on yes. myself the way I look at the numbers and criticize them is because they're not providing the money that I need and so yeah that's a a big deal for me is to extrapolate that from now on yeah 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 absolutely so um what are your plans then for the month of may Ooh. <laughs> um so i um uh, basically creativity get back to being really creative with both the writing um so that could be doing things that aren't deep dives like that as well and getting you know letting myself go a bit more that way and about the marketing I just want to do some stuff that I really like the look and sound of that's yeah, my, um, yeah. to uh, make more of a plan with my deep dives because I've got lots of ideas and I just keep opening all these yeah. on screen and going that one that one that one and that one they'd all go with that and that film and that this that and all these links so I want to start kind of attributing those to dates now I think a bit more because a lot of them are connected as well there's things which like well I, that one for you know memorializing that or that one because it's that person's birthday or so I do want to kind of get myself a more formal plan not formal but a plan together for the deep dives which will be fortnightly now and that, I think, hold on hold on you've yes. just thrown that in that it's going to be fortnightly now and and obviously we talked about um this oh, at the yeah. beginning of the podcast that you you'd taken but the fact that you've made this decision oh yes sorry I think what, no 
it's a really big decision you've made and a in terms of uh, your writing and substance, I'd say it's a brave decision as well. So kudos to you for doing Thank that you. and making that no, change. I think that's, you know, it's shown itself to be what I have to do. Mm. I, can't, I can't do them how I love to do them um, in terms of the amount of work that goes into them, the not burning myself out the the letting myself really feel it like I said mm. this after that last one I like felt a bit sad to yeah, have yeah. it. so all that stuff is indicating that once a fortnight is enough for those there's a lot in them for people anyway yeah. so I think that weekly isn't necessary anyway um but whether it's time to also be brave and add a paywall to them so that's my big thought about them. So I think the way that I structure them, there is a kind of an ideal spot for a paywall as well. Yeah. Um, because I tend to write a lot about one book that gets a you know, probably nearly a thousand words of its own. And then I'll go, okay, well, that book's led me to think about this topic. And here are some more things that relate to that. And then I'll do maybe two more books in detail and then a whole load of articles, videos, yeah. music, whatever. And I'm thinking maybe uh, free subscribers would just get the first section and okay. an idea of what the topic is that's coming up. And then if they want to read more detail yeah. or whatever, then it's um, it's okay. time to subscribe. So it's time. just, you know, again, it's this is all what's kind of worked out naturally. It's yeah. showing itself to me naturally that yeah. there's a really great place there where I'm giving a lot of value about a single book. But if you're excited about the way my brain works and, and all, and all the, the connections and the extra work that I've put in there, then that's what needs to belong behind a paywall from now on. So whether I actually do that, but that's what I, I'm okay. led to. Yeah. And then the other thing is just, I really want to keep noticing when I'm making this link between money, fear, and yeah. what I'm actually achieving on Substack. So I just want to be really mindful of that going forward. Excellent. Well, That's that sounds amazing. like a good combination, protecting yourself uh, and having those di different boundaries, but also thinking about, yeah, I'm I just, yeah, thinking about where you can put your um, paywall and, you know, Putting value on what you're doing, um, I think that's a big barrier, um, yeah. a big barrier that a lot of us have to overcome. And I, while you were saying that, I was thinking about how I've seen people on on notes um, talking about where, you know, they don't know what to charge for. You know, they'd like to make money from their substat, but they don't know what to charge for. You didn't when you started yours. But again, it's one of those things that you don't know until you do it. You've been yeah. feeling your way through it. And now coming up into your fourth month of doing this, you're figuring out, actually, this is the section where I think I could put behind a paywall. A hundred percent that has come to me. Yeah, learning I've had of doing three months yeah. of this yeah I, I, I should also just reflect because I think when we went out last month I can't remember if I'd just done my first paid subscriber only content but that was the that's right yes. the, the recommendation posts that pulled together every single book or film or tv yeah. that I mentioned across all the posts and what this week's and everything um, and people loved that and they said it was really helpful to have in one place and I've had really positive feedback 
So that's great. So there is something there that's just for paid subscribers. So I feel like that's really good. But again, that is this ongoing mixed messages thing, isn't it? About whether this is, because um, I think even the Substack, I'm very sorry that I forget his name. Is it Hamish? The man and he was oh, yes. yeah. behind Substack, yeah. Yeah, and and, and he'd done a post on notes that was sort of uh, going around for a while because people were responding to it about the, you know, moving away from the Patreon model where you're like going, well, there's my writing and then you can have this like monogrammed pair of socks and then mm. there's also a coaster and, you know, you're adding things to create more value rather than just valuing your writing. And that's hard because that's the way that I came in at like people will just see the quality of what I do and the time that I'm putting into it oh, yeah, um, such a hard mindset thing that. such a hard mindset thing to see that value so yeah it's it, like that's what I mean it's so interesting watching your journey and I think anybody listening to this either wanting to start a substack or have already just in the beginning throes of of, of their substack you know, you don't have to have everything figured out before you start. No, it's a no. journey. Go with it. Enjoy the process and and allow yourself that time to explore. Yes, and I think that's exactly what you've been doing, Claire. Yeah. And it, I would say, honestly, like that these things have shown themselves to me as well. It kind of becomes obvious the more you go on. And particularly if you take opportunities like this to zoom out and look uh, rather than just being in the messy middle all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all this has shown itself to me. But I tell you what I thought was really nice is we've both we've had a lot of both of us had positive feedback about these podcasts and mm. about how it's, you know, people relate to to the two of us just chatting away and being very honest about what it's like at the start and how we're getting on with things and stuff. And um, there was uh, somebody who's really nice who is trying to, you know, get hold of all our stuff and and it was like I, I can find uh, the second podcast but I can't find the first podcast on your on your substack anywhere um and it says you know podcast two podcast three where's podcast one and it was like that shows you what a journey yeah. this has been yeah. I got no idea yeah. we couldn't make that come on both of our things you know and we've just yeah. it out and pieced it all together and there isn't you know sitting here three months and a couple of days in you know we're still figuring it all out and it we doesn't need to sound like super professional because it's um it, it yeah if you haven't started yet just dive in yeah. you'll, you'll yeah. work it out as you go along absolutely absolutely I mean look at me with my master class I that's me learning and figuring stuff out as well so um, yeah 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 um, so what do I want to do during the month of May? I think I just want to have a calm month like April, like I wanted April to be. And to a certain extent, I did do that in April. But I just want to play the same thing out and, and just figure out what's working, what's not. I would like to do my whole nonfiction book club thing. I don't know where I don't know where I'm going to go with my book club. I don't know if it's going to become sort of a bigger thing where I get readers involved with what they want to talk about and everything. But at the moment, I'm just going to create my own essays and keep it 
simple keep it simple stupid that's the <laughs> um uh, the phrase and I think maybe the one of the reasons why I didn't do much with it this this month was because I was expecting me to do something much bigger with it in my head than what I was able to do so keep yeah. it simple I think with well with everything really but in particular with the book club because I think when I make it too big in my head I just don't do it um yeah. it's too scary and um I don't think I can live up to um the, the vision I have for it in my head so I'm going to strip all that back um and just keep it really really simple and I think that's it, really. I want to be on notes a little bit more this month and just explore that a little bit more. I want to reply to people that have been um, messaging me that I've not been able to because I just couldn't look at my screen. So, yeah, just settle into it and maybe have a nice month with oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. I, will, I will be having some more treatment in a week or two. So I hope I won't have a big, bad, bad... Um, mm whatever the word is I can't think of my word reaction Jeez. <laughs> I can't think of my words at the moment and this is partly why I've just not really been here um on Substack much right okay have you got anything else to say or shall we wrap it up there I think it's time to wrap it up I think it is too thank you very much for listening to us and for our basically just rabbiting on about how we've been getting on on Substack our ups and our downs our frustrations and our elations have we had any elations actually oh yes <laughs> yeah, a few, a yes. few. and I know every time we talk about our podcast before we start Claire and I are like oh we don't want to be too down on it but sometimes it is kind of frustrating like we've talked about but when you're in the thick of it and you're not seeing the results that you expect but I think we're just a little bit impatient but also we are very passionate about what we're doing really excited about it and we're putting in a lot it's a vulnerable thing to be doing what we're doing I think and um, um, I think sometimes that's why things can feel more negative when they're not um but it takes talking about it takes the zooming out um, yeah. Yeah. To, to be able to see clearly how well we're actually doing and um how much we are actually enjoying it um but also how much pressure we put on ourselves i hope you as listeners as substackers or future substackers feel encouraged by this and we're trying to be as transparent as we we can be but I hope even when we're having our low moments with this that you're encouraged that it's not all you know unicorns and roses and whatever um but there are low moments as well as but I I have to say I still love this platform I'm really excited for the future of it I'm excited to see how people evolve like yourself, Claire. I think what you have got with your Substack is has the potential to be massive. And I'm really excited to see how it progresses. That's all I've got to say today. Oh, where can we find each other? Um, I'm helenredfern.substack.com and it's called The Red Fern. And Claire, where can we find you? 
clareholden.substack.com. It's all about the words. That's correct. Yes, that's very, very funny that I've um, struggled with words this past week when I've been feeling a bit stuck and, like I say, humble yeah. in that past, past post. And um, my ridiculously too wise nine-year-old just looked at me and she went, oh, that's that thing, isn't it? You, that thing, that menopausy thing. And she went, oh, you're going to lose your words now. We'll have to call you. It's all about the dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Thank you, child. Yes, out of the mouth of babes, I don't know. Absolutely. Right. Well, that's that for this month. We will see you hopefully at the end of May. So um, in 30 or so days. And um yeah, I hope you have a good month on Substack, everybody. Let us know how you're getting on in the comments, either on Claire's post or my own. We look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Bye.